So, you know, in the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned this whole acceleration of digital transformation, especially in the customer interface side of things, thanks to COVID. Uh, this was, uh, you know, a, a something that most people were not prepared for. What could have otherwise happened in 10 years had to happen in a year in that sense. Uh, the customer adoption was also high. But that also meant a lot of mistakes were made, uh, some of them very expensive mistakes. And uh, they continue to get made by people who want to grow at a certain pace because they have a degree of fear of missing out because of all of this digital first action that's happening, right? So from an enterprise perspective, uh, when let's say large retail fashion brands want to go online and they would end up making some of these mistakes, what is your learning on you know, those two or three major mistakes that people have made? But I think I'm going to start from the fact that not only mistakes were made on projects, but uh, mistakes were made on acquiring companies and then they becoming zero revenue and zero employees and eventually, you know, letting go of, writing off that as, mm. you know, off your PNL sure. and so on and so forth. <laughs> so I think mistakes have been that aggressive. Of course. This is nothing of the this thing. But having said so, yes, I think you rightly said so. I think people are catapulted into change. And I think a lot of that was beyond their control. And specifically in that change, because you were forced to now take the experience to the customer's house irrespective of the product or service that you are offering, whether it be in India or abroad, and you did have no other option. So people who were behind the curve, any which way that were taking it lightly or were on the periphery, were suddenly uncomfortable and they needed probably injections to build their muscles, right? And that's how it went yeah, through, right? Like, sure. and, and a little bit of FOMO and everything else as well, right? And they had a lot of pressure because some of them had zero PNL, right? Because nothing was open. So they had nothing to sell or service. So they were in pretty much this thing and as long as they could survive, otherwise the house would break, right? And with that extreme, I think a lot of people just point blank started digitizing, right? Hey, you know, because it is what it is. So I make a website, I make an app, I make this. I think they didn't have a lot of time to think through and in hindsight, they were big mistakes. But I think they were also mistakes because they were put into that by force, hmm. right? So that's having said so, right? But I think what we need to understand, right? Like before you decide to digitize a business, you know, why are you digitizing it? Who are you digitizing for? Is it a omni-channel experience? Is it just a pure digital experience? All of this has to be thought through. And how is it going to sustain beyond a certain period of time? Everybody knew, yeah, COVID mm. is going here to stay. But we knew there it might take two years, it might take three years or four years or whatever. But there will be a world which might change and deviate post-COVID as well and things will open up. It might take time, right? So if people thought from a process that this was here to stay and this is the experience I would offer, I think they were here for failure. So what we saw was, you know, random uh, digitization projects coming in where apps were created, websites were created, the flows weren't thought through, the acquisition strategies weren't thought through, right? And the tech stacks and what we need to bring along with it wasn't thought through, right? So you basically um, didn't even forget your acquisition wasn't thought through to forget the retention part of it, mm. right? How would you engage? How would you communicate? How would your tickets come in if there were queries, issues? Would call center be enough or you need to have a ticket ecosystem as well? Uh, you know, do you need to have an engagement product online because, hey, you know what, there is no salesman selling all of this today to educate, to, you know, you know all of that, so, right? So, a lot of money was pumped in and I don't think a lot of people, because you were in desperation, you got anybody and everybody as a pro customer profile online onto your platform and not everybody is online also. India is still at a certain level of digital penetration. So, and retention was an afterthought for sure, right? Mm. So, I think there were a lot of mistakes made in terms of, first of all, strategizing in terms of the longevity of the goal, longevity and goal and the vision of the, uh, of the whole project and parts of the project. And then I think it was 
it wasn't thought through and hence anything which from acquisition to retention to support and so many other things one thought through and because it was a broken project hmm. and it wasn't this thing it eventually fall apart so a lot of i think couple of crores or millions of dollars were lost people were let go off uh, you know a lot of negative things happened but i think what that teaches us is that you know the that brings back to the leadership that you have if you are put into that pressure area right it's important and that's what leaders are makes leaders leaders right mm. you got to think through the problem from a longevity standpoint and make sure that yeah there might be priorities that priorities that you want to jump to but hey you know what you can't forget getting the right uh, you know uh, for example acquisition strategy you can't go wrong with your acquisition strategy the consumer experience of your website or app has to be of a certain level the platform that you choose to build all of this on has to be right it has to sink into a larger construct of your uh, digital profiling retention has to be a pre thought not an after thought right because you can't keep pumping in money customers can't keep dropping off or you know uh, just buying using coupons and discounts eventually all of this at some day has to become profitable i think that's the buzzword but sure. all of this has to right the amount of money that you're spending on technology people these initiatives some day even if it is an experience is short term and then is going to you know become sustained or stabilized has to eventually become profitable and has to add value to the larger business i think that wasn't thought through mm. and eventually the pack of cards fell and lot of money was burned and sad part is not just the money but there were people who were let go off and they are still being let go off right uh, sure so, so i mean that's a, obviously a fairly mixed bag of experience but to you know kind of put it in a fewer set of words on what you're talking about is in the rush don't do stuff which is not going to sustain oh, in, in some sense right 100%. and I'll, and 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 always the unit economics no matter what you do the benchmarks Uh, you need to be in control at all times you can't deviate too far in fun fact is the traditional businesses the way they've been built in india have always been built with a lot of enduring principles with a lot of pnl sensibilities in mind but somewhere all of this new economy action all the vc money getting pumped into the ecosystem has probably led to a certain degree of fear in those traditional yeah, companies as well there, for sure. which is now leading to some of these uh, jumping the gun kind of plays and potential mistakes i think a lot of people sense. just copy paste right you yeah. can't right like a business which is not there for 50 years and just been there for 5 is doing something is is quite different from you might mm. take some elements out of it you know you use them for your business but you can't just copy paste the whole business right sure. i think a lot of times one of the biggest mistakes that people have made is that they've hired the entire or pushed the entire team of a smaller company to think that they'll build a parallel thing and that's i think a very bad approach in my opinion because mm. then you're hiring them and putting them a vision of actually copy pasting what they already did vis-a-vis saying you know what build a bit what how can you build this as per my current ecosystem mm. because i have a legacy which is worth a couple of decades or more sure. right and which has its own sort of strengths and so it's very interesting to look at uh, how the digital transformation space has evolved how the choices have become a lot wider than they were earlier how intelligence in those choices has also become more mature so on that note thank you so much apur for this conversation very interesting very insightful we're going to try and summarize a lot of these learnings in various ways and distribute them right thank, thank you, you for so having much. me ankur just thank you for joining us on the state of retention marketing i hope you found today's conversation interesting i had a few takeaways first in today's day and age a cmo can't look away from data and tech anymore Either you learn it yourself, or you surround yourself with trustworthy people who bring that skill to the table. Second, choices made out of fear or chasing short-term outcomes have their pitfalls. Sustainable businesses will think through retention even if they're starting out acquisition. Third, a modern marketer is prepared to assemble his martech stack with solutions that do one thing very well and talk to other systems. The days of a single behemoth solution are passe. 
Hope you're able to incorporate some of these in your decision making. See you soon again.